Let's hit it. And welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about. and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, your host, and today we are going to have our second episode of a special edition, which is a collaboration with the Roseville Alzheimer's and Dementia Community Action Team here located in Minnesota, which I happen to be a founding member of. The series is called Dementia, Caring and Coping During a Pandemic. And it's so timely, needless to say. But before I introduce our guest, I want to give a shout out to a couple of organizations. Uh, the Memory Cafe Directory, which is near and dear to my heart, which now features five different countries. And of course, Dementia Map, the global resource directory, which we just launched in mid-November. And then I have to give a shout out to the Footbar Walker, who assists both the patient and the caregiver by easing the ability to get somebody up and decreasing the probability of injury to either party. Now let's get to our show. I am really excited to have these two guests with us representing Second Half with Lee Bloomston. Carolyn Claver is the Community Dementia Care Specialist and Gathering Site Coordinator, who I have had the pleasure of working with for years, along with her colleague, Andrea Lewandowski. And she is the Director of Lifelong Learning and the Arts for the organization. Together, the two of them are going to share how their organization has adapted and continues to do so during these challenging times of the COVID pandemic. Welcome, ladies. I am really thrilled to have you both with us. So, uh, Carolyn, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you. And how about you, Andrea? Wonderful. The sun is shining. Yep, that's a, that's a good thing. That little bit of snow we got last night was a little on the slick side. I want you to first to tell us all about the mission of your organization as it relates to dementia caregiving. And Carolyn, if you wouldn't mind starting us out. Sure. So Ling Blumston provides a ministry of compassionate care and innovative services to older adults through health care, housing, and community services. Through Second Half with Ling Blumston, one of our expertise areas is supporting family and friends who are caring for a person living with dementia in the community, which includes providing quality group programming to people living with dementia. We are proud of over 20 years of serving these individuals through the group respite program called The Gathering. Great. Andrea, do you have anything you'd like to add? Sure. When the restrictions due to COVID-19 pandemic hit, we quickly pivoted 
and we developed an online group e-respite program. Since Ling Bloomston strives to provide unmatched person-centered experiences, which is evident with the e-respite programming developed during COVID, and Ling Bloomston's innovative services and resources include those provided by our lifelong learning and arts department, which we were able to capitalize on during the pandemic. We have had the ability and opportunity to utilize these resources and the connections already in place within Ling Bloomston's lifelong learning and arts department to modify the quality activities and programs to serve the vast community. Carolyn, anything else you wanna add? Yeah, I'll just say in addition, all dementia-specific caregiver support groups are now offered online through Zoom, and we are sending over 200 emails each time to caregivers with activity suggestions as well as caregiving tips and support. Individual caregiver support sessions are available by phone. During these calls, a caregiver social worker is able to provide reassurance, guidance, and offer strategies for support and self-care. We are committed to lessening the burden for our dementia caregivers and provide joyful, dignified programming for persons with dementia. Well, that's fantastic. You guys have done incredible work for for years. So it's just kind of an honor to be able to be talking with you guys and and sharing this information. I want to hear from you um, both on what was the initial impact when COVID hit? I mean, those restrictions, I mean, they had to be mind boggling and a lot of adjusting going on with the organization. So who'd like to take that first? Well, I'll start by saying right away in March of 2020, the gathering had to be suspended, as have all of our in-person support groups and one-on-one meetings with caregivers. And so then Ling Bloomston's Lifelong Learning and Arts Department has all these wonderful programs and activities that were scheduled to take place throughout the gathering sites that, of course, we had to cancel or modify. We wanted to do that in a way where we could meet the virtual distance learning model and bring that directly to those folks in their homes. So we quickly pivoted and used the virtual component to allow us to offer more activities and resources to these caregivers, as well as the gathering participants and community members as well. Well, that's fantastic because I know, I mean, I talk with a lot of people all over the world and there's a lot of organizations that didn't pivot and still haven't pivoted, Mm, (laughs) you know, in terms of continuing to figure out how do we deliver the services we once gave. They're kind of waiting for things to go back to normal Mm -hmm. and, and families are really struggling out there. So I'm I'm thrilled that you guys were able to do that so, so quickly. Carolyn, what were some of the things that you first tried, you know, when you're trying to continue to provide services? Right. We started out with telephone support groups. And as a short time went on, we went on to Zoom support groups, and then some caregivers call into that if they would prefer. We also do the daily caregiver emails with activities to support them being at home. And both of those things started right away in March. Our Ling Blumston's Director of Lifelong Learning in the Arts, which is Andrea, she has been a big help to us in providing appropriate and meaningful activities and resources for these daily caregiver emails. I mean, there are times that I have over 10 attachments. Many of these activities come from our Library of Arts, Music, Reminisce, nature, 
history, poetry, storytelling files within our lifelong learning and arts department. We also continued our one-on-one -on -one caregiver support, which is also can be education or referrals. We've done it over the phone, through email, we've done it through Zoom. And second half with Lingblomston staff discussed and implemented these services really as soon as possible. So we were doing this in March. The support groups and caregiver emails were started in March and the online groupie respite was started in July. Wow. Yeah. Starting in March was pretty much unheard of with people, mm. with organizations on the whole. There were very, very few that I know of. And it, like I said, I talked to a lot that, mm. that hopped on the stick as fast as you guys. So kudos to that. And thank you. And kudos to developing the respite because that is something that, is, you know, people are just really, really needing, especially, you know, with all the adult days now oh, aren't yes. there. I mean, people yep. are really struggling. Anything else that you wanted to add to that, Andrea? I think we've got it covered. Well, then I want to know about services and activities that you're currently providing. And how are those being received? Carolyn, did you want to kick that one off? Sure. With additional funding through the Title III National Family Caregiver Support Program, in partnership with the Metropolitan Area Agency on Aging, we were able to build our capacity and move from in-person to online programming and phone support. And so Andrea and I are going to list a few here for you. Yeah, our first one is the groupie respite that we've been talking a little bit about. It's a daily hour of stimulating and engaging activities for people with dementia. We serve up to five participants in each session and caregivers remain in their home, but they have an hour to take some time for themselves. And we've heard so many great stories of caregivers doing that. They let us know what they're off doing. We provide wonderful, meaningful activities, and that's very important to the mission of Ling Bloomston, which include reminisce, education, nature, exercise, music, and group storytelling. Uh, so these are all intentionally developed to engage the participants for a full hour using a virtual platform, that, and we're using Zoom. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't even imagine how much that is appreciated by both families and the person with dementia, because they need a break from us too. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And that isn't, that isn't talked about too often. Carolyn, what are some other things you're doing? Well, we have several things. So I'll start with the emails for caregivers, which includes activity suggestions for that person with dementia. For many months, eight months, we did Monday through Friday emails. Now we've gone to weekly because I've gotten so busy with the e-respite program, we're expanding those. And so those emails include fun activities to do with your person with dementia, tips to the caregiver for taking care of themselves. We really, again, as Andrea said, meaningful activities is very important to us. Online videos and links, resources and tools and techniques are provided in these emails to help caregivers connect and engage with their loved one with dementia. Uh, next thing that we're, we've worked on is a, an online educational series called giving care to you. And that was designed to provide the caregivers with tips, support, and encouragement as a caregiver. The next thing is our memory loss caregiver support groups via Zoom. 
and that is done in coordination with the Alzheimer's Association of Minnesota and North Dakota. We continue to offer our memory loss caregiver support groups. These support groups meetings are held via Zoom video conference. However, we do have participants that opt to call in sometimes with their phone instead, and we always welcome new members to, to those important support groups. The next piece that we uh, have continued doing is caregiver coaching, known as REACH, through Zoom. And we've provided this caregiver coaching through this program that stands for Resources for Alzheimer's Caregiver Health. The program is offered over the phone or through the Zoom video. The next piece is telephone support, which is individual caregiver support sessions, and we've done those over the phone. During these calls, we've been able to provide reassurance, guidance, and strategies for support and self-care. And these calls are available on an as-needed basis or scheduled regularly as monthly or twice-monthly twice appointments. If you're interested, you can get an idea of these services at lingblomston.org slash COVID-19-caregivers. Wonderful. What makes these successful, Carolyn? Well, I'll tell you, after 20 years of doing the gathering, and then uh, for a year, I piloted with a doctoral student an early memory loss program. And then for a year, Jeannie Schuler piloted a project that connected one-on-one -on -one volunteers with people with dementia via Skype. So with all this experience and knowledge that we've gained over the years, we had ideas of what might be successful, including how critical engaging programs were needed to care for the dyad, that person living with dementia and the family caregiver. Added to that, the COVID restrictions and our participants not having the opportunity for their own community or stimulation. We took what we knew, we utilized our expertise, we leaned heavily on specific staff, being myself as, as the dementia community care specialist and Andrea, with her specialty in lifelong learning and the arts. And we intentionally designed a one-hour program, including what Andrea mentioned, the sing-alongs, the exercise, the reminiscing, the education. Because we really believe you're never too old to learn. And we also wanted creating and socializing to be a part of that hour. We are dignified in our approach and value each person's history and life story, which adds to the depth and beauty of the group. Oh, I, I believe that. Andrea, anything that you want to add to that? It is um, really pulling off of that library of resources and tools and techniques that Ling Bloomston has built into our mission and our culture. And it really helps that Carolyn and I have many, many years of experience uh, working with people with dementia and that we were able to use these different techniques and pivot quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also helps that we were able to provide these tools and techniques to the caregivers as well through those mm -hmm. emails that Carolyn mentioned earlier. Fantastic. Now, Andrea, I want to talk to you because, you know, we're talking about how great everything's working, but we know everything's not smooth as pie. <laughs> and, there, and there's some challenges with dementia. So what kind of challenges did you face? Well, our biggest challenges is really the technical side of things. So Zoom isn't perfect. And of course, people have their own internet connection problems at times. And but when it works, it's really great. And for the most part, we actually have been very blessed that it works most of the time really well. So we really have been 
thoughtful in that technical process. And that's why both Carolyn and I are on each of the e-respite Zoom sessions so that if there is technical difficulty for one of us, the other one can jump in mm -hmm. and hopefully that kind of provides a seamless session for the participants. Well, in dementia, I think one of the nice things with this population too is what I have found over the years, because I've done a lot of technology for a lot of years mm -hmm. before it was really even popular. And what I found was the audience didn't care if it was perfect, right? They just loved the connection and, and they, they were very forgiving of, we'll just get off and we'll reconnect again. If it's not working, you know, That's right. typically really, really patient and really, really giving going for the, the big picture there. Anything else you wanted to add to the challenges, Carolyn? You know, um, I just think that this e-respite has ended up being a great value to our caregivers and their loved ones living with dementia. The virtual connections aren't working for everyone and the limited respite services available in the community has definitely increased the loneliness, the burden and the isolation. So fascinatingly enough, Lori, I think that this was almost a perfect time because maybe those that would have been said no otherwise were willing to give us a try right now. Yeah. We've had to do some cheerleading and say, oh, don't plan on being the same as your family Zoom sessions. This is intentionally reaching your person each mm -hmm. and every time. Wonderful. I'm with you. I think COVID is much as I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I think it's brought us some big gifts in terms of getting more people used to technology, telemedicine. I mean, you can kind of go on and on and on, but people are connecting in ways they never did before with people they never did before. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a really positive thing. Well, Carolyn, what do you think the future holds yeah. for the organization and the services and activities? Do you think this connectivity, this, these electronics, do you think this is going to continue? Absolutely. We've done a lot of learning during this time, and we do know we have a great opportunity ahead, including continuing with our groupy respites. We know that when it's safe to go back to in-person, the gathering will start up again, but we will, in fact, do things maybe different than we did before COVID, and we will continue the groupy respites. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's really, really exciting. Really exciting. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about the future? Any, any other additional thoughts? Yeah, this social technology is, I feel, here to stay. We have really learned quickly that these community connections can be made through platforms like Zoom and with the right programming coupled with the right staffing and, and uh, support people are really engaged. And I don't think that that's something that we should just push to the side once COVID is over. There is a space that is still here. And I think that the caregivers that are involved are great testimonials to be able to provide to others in the future about give it a try and see if it's the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with that. Carolyn, what kind of advice would you give to families mm -hmm. and care partners and, and people living with dementia too about how do you deal with the isolation and the restrictions, yeah. you know, with the pandemic? Yeah, I think all of my colleagues as well and Andrea, we've, we really feel very 
strong about this. We are wanting our caregivers not to give up. We're wanting people to continue to pursue finding a support group. Sure, maybe you don't want to have the ability to do Zoom if you don't have a camera on your computer or your phone, but go ahead and call into the group. Find the group. Make it an opportunity for you. Locate those experts in the community that can provide you with education, support, and referrals. And, and just, again, don't give up. Good advice. Good advice. Andrea, anything you want to add? Oh, I think that Carolyn covers it very well. (laughs) (laughs) She she does do a great job. Both of you have. Andrea, I want to know about what kind of suggestions you would have for other organizations to provide services to caregivers and persons living with dementia, because I know they're listening as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we want to continue to encourage other organizations to look at that virtual programming and know that it does work in building support and community for people living with dementia and their caregivers. We're not the only organization out there having success in it. There are others, and we are always looking at those folks to help us out as well. But the caregivers that we are serving those that we are serving really appreciate learning about and engaging in these activities. They're finding really meaningful and purposeful tools and techniques that they can utilize during times when they're not on a session with us or if they're not in a support group at that particular moment in time. They're pulling away with tools and techniques that have really enhanced both their lives and the life of the person living with dementia. So this is really an important opportunity to um, look beyond our normal scope and look outside for other opportunities for programming. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's wonderful. A lot of companies feel very proprietary over what they're doing and it's undercover and it's ours and we don't want to share. And it's so nice and uplifting to hear that, hey, We can't provide services to everybody, but the goal is to provide services to everybody. So let's share ideas that are working. Carolyn, you look like you had, you had a thought there you wanted to share. Well, I just, I thought it was worth letting you and the folks listening know that Andrea and I, with our vast backgrounds, took two months to kind of lay out a, a a set pattern of how we'd run each day so it would feel familiar to our participants. And then we took those two months to continue to compile what would we want for each of these sessions and going forwards. There was a lot of planning and preparing for it. And I can't tell you the absolute joy, the feeling of community every day that we get together with a group. And we're going to two groups a day here in the future soon. Every session feels like you're sitting down with a group of good friends. Some of our friends have a hard time. They have aphasia. Uh, Some of our our friends have a harder time remembering specific things, but it doesn't matter. This group is so loving, so caring, so accepting. It has been, well, Andrea and I've said this so many times. It's the highlight of our day. Pretty nice to like your job that much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. It really what a, is. What a gift. And then yeah. to be appreciated every time you do it, can yeah. see just that camaraderie, those connections <laughs> being made. And I would imagine some people are connecting outside of you 
once, which is really important too, and such a, um, a beautiful growth pattern to be able to have those peers built in yeah. and in a, in a safe way. I remember years ago when Facebook was kind of just starting with their groups and people just poo pooed anything digital. Those, those aren't real friends. No, no, no way, no way. And I mean, I've seen that time and time again over the years of the deep relationships oh, yeah. that are built and people just saying how they have really saved one another when they've been in crisis. They had yep. a friend to call. And not that a hotline isn't helpful, but sometimes right. you want to just talk to somebody who knows your situation personally and is walking in that path. And, and I know you guys give out all different types of, of a resource. Yeah. Andrea, anything that you wanted to add? Well, just for the group e-respite program, it's really nice to see these connections being made peer to peer and how much they're enjoying seeing what one another, even on a platform like Zoom. Uh, it doesn't stop people from creating relationships and friendships with one another. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I know sometimes they just get their one-liners going back and forth with one another. And I mean, it just gets the whole group going. <laughs> it's and it's I'm, precious. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. So thank you guys so much for the work you're doing. I just want to ask if there's any other comments that you want to make that our audience should know. I think it's important to continue, like Carolyn said earlier, it's never, you're never too old to learn. We want to encourage people to thrive and not just survive. The programming that we're offering, the support that we're offering is so intentional because it's helping to stimulate different parts of the brain for the participants living with dementia. And it's also just so intentionally meaningful for those caregivers as well. Sometimes they need it just as much as, as the ones living with dementia do. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Everybody feels loneliness and disconnected and uh, it's important. To, yes. to have those connections. Well, thank you ladies so much for the work you're doing and they've made it easy in terms of contact. So we're just going to put that up for you to see, but there'll be one uh, contact number that you can call with any of your questions regarding any of their programs, or you can email them at caregiving at lingbloomston.org. That's hot linked in the in the blog and on the radio page. So you can directly go there. And we're also going to add the link to the website that's going to get you not to all of their services, but directly to the caregiver resources. Right. And that's a lengthy one. So I'm not even going to say it, but again, <laughs> you'll see it on the screen here and we'll have that hot linked for you. I want to thank the Roseville Alzheimer's and Dementia Community Action Team for putting this program together. We're going to continue to talk to different organizations about how they are caring and coping during the pandemic. So thank you again, ladies, so much for what you're doing. And I look forward to seeing what you're going to be up to next. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Lori. Lori. Thanks. See you later. Bye now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. 
become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.